Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? So, I just had a thought. Yeah, what's up? Oh, what are, what's the show schedules like next week? Is so, everything locked? Yeah, so, let's see. As far as the Arrowverse, they are indefinitely in taking a, a break for for a little while, so... I, I seem to remember reading an article, I think I posted one on our, our show page, that The Flash will return some point, I want to say in mid-April. Okay. And uh, Supergirl and Batwoman uh, are probably around the same. The other thing about The Flash that I read was that uh, it looks like it's going to be an abbreviated season. So I think they had gotten... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. 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 That's so mean. I, yeah. Yeah, I think they got to like so. Supergirl, I believe, finished their. I want to say they finished their nineteenth episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batwoman, I, I know Batwoman. I think it's got to at least eight, uh, at least eighteen or nineteen. Because I know James Banford uh, was directing. I think episode eighteen for Batwoman, and I think they had another one that they may have finished beforehand. And Supergirl, I think they were close to finish is finishing up as well so i think everybody had about two to three episodes left to go but uh, everything was n- like there's no new episodes of batwoman and supergirl airing right now that's correct yeah they oh. originally yeah so they were supposed to air tonight and then super cw pushed them back i saw where they pushed the flash like as i said i think they're returning around the the week of april 12th or or, or later uh, because Stargirl got pushed back until late May, mid to late May. And then uh, Supernatural and all the other CW shows all got pushed back. So, yeah. Every, yeah. Spirit and Jensen, how would you like to be them right now? They're on their final season of a 15 season show, running long show, and yet they can't. Like they, it's prolonged now, and yeah. I, I'm in a way that I, they must feel a little bit grateful because they still have time to enjoy it, and it's a bittersweet moment to walk away from that. But on the other hand, it's just like we should have already been done. Yeah, they should have been. Well, uh, yeah, and so yeah, because I know super, so Supernatural and Legends of Tomorrow actually did a crossover episode, and so I think that was one of the last episodes for each to air before everyone got put on a scheduling remix because of, because of COVID. But, Mm -hmm. uh, but legends did, they did, they did finish their season. So they've wrapped. Uh, I can't recall if if supernatural's wrapped yet or not, but, uh, but yeah, they, yeah, everything's getting like getting thrown off because of the, because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I just had a shot that I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. Oh, no, no, we have plenty, because, I mean, you gave me, like, a great, like, suggestion of a show, Little Fires Everywhere, and I, I'm like, oh, this show is just, like, so good, it's just so good, it's like the, you know, Picard coming to an end and and looking for something new, there's also season two of uh, of uh, Harley Quinn that starts on uh, the DC, DC Universe. I haven't even watched season one, but yeah, continue. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, there's the show Dave's. Uh, you know, it was a slow burn. So maybe we could like, you know, that's catch. a Nick Offerman show. 
Yeah, that's the Nick Offerman show. Yep. Okay. You sent me that trailer. I watched the trailer and I, I don't I don't know if I'm completely on board with that show. Yeah. <laughs> like just by trailer alone, usually with a trailer I'll be either super excited or I'll be like, huh. Okay, so maybe if I'm really, really bored, which, I mean, quarantine right now, everyone's pretty at the point of, I have no idea what else I can binge. Yeah, yeah. But there was something about it where I'm just like, this is another Fox show. It's very, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't appeal to me. Yeah, I I did watch the the pilot this weekend, and uh, it's Mm -hmm. definitely a slow burn. I, I freely admit I was uh, looking. Uh, yeah, it, it was hard to hard to stay locked into it. Unlike uh, the show you recommended to me, Little Fires Everywhere, but uh, which I was locked in and uh, really, really, really enjoyed. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's definitely going to be um, yeah. Start really mining the. Uh, the Netflix. <laughs> Thinking, I've been trying. I've been seeing all weekend the whole. Was it Tiger? Uh, Tiger King. Yeah, yeah, Tiger King. Yeah. So. Yeah. so, okay. I understand. We're all in quarantine. We've all like our our need for entertainment has significantly increased. Mm-hmm. I watched majority of it. Okay. In the end, though, it just is. It, it they they stretched it too long mm. and they 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 jumped all over the place and they, instead of just focusing on one person they ended up focusing on three when i can make an argument they should have just focused on the two main people the person who was accused of the the murder plan and then the the victim who who didn't get murdered so she's not really a victim but whatever um but it just and then it gets to the point where you're just like, this is kind of just watching people who are, I don't know, a bit pathetic. <laughs> so <laughs> so what's the, the point? Yeah, maybe that's why it's like going doing so well because everyone is just like, yeah, we're all stuck at home, but oh, yeah. at least our lives are not as shitty as theirs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that was my pitch to my dad last night when I was telling him, hey, if you're really bored, you might want to go check out this show everybody's raving about it right now so yeah but little fires everywhere is the one i would recommend and something to note about that show it's set in the 90s mm-hmm. okay and the the props people had to be very deliberate about the staging of of movies because joshua jackson and reese witherspoon very popular actor and actress of the 90s. Very much, yep. <laughs> and so, and I never thought of, I was watching it and I and I listened to an interview and they brought that up and I'm like, oh yeah, that, this isn't a show that's going to go the meta route all of a sudden. No, 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 no. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, but geez, they, they were pretty big. So, yeah, the things we do when shows like Picard ends. Yeah, I know, I know. And it was, what an ending it was. Was it? <laughs> uh, well, for me as a Star Trek fan, I have to say that the the finale, I wiped away the the abomination of Star Trek ne- Nemesis mm. for me as as a Star Trek fan. Because that was given that that was the last feature film 
with the original crew and 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 in that film data died mm-hmm. and so and the way the death was handled was just i mean i'm i i mean i i i, I refuse to watch that film just because it's just i i just i just can't uh, as a star trek i mean you know every, every star trek fans has their their one episode or one film that they can't they can't watch i'll even watch insurrection over watching star trek nemesis Mm-hmm. Because of what they did in that film, it's just, it's just really, it's yeah, yeah. So that's so, interesting because yeah. um, I, I don't really have recollection of any of the films. I think I've seen a few of them, but this has been my pro- almost my problem with the entire season is that they, they very much walk this line between new story original content yes it takes place in in a franchise we all already are aware of and there's all of history so then they also skew very heavy towards fan service to where Mm -hmm. if you don't if you're brand new like arguably i am i'm watching and i'm just like all right let's wrap this up data yeah man this is a lot of data at the end (laughs) and and it was and maybe it's because I actually really liked the penul- penultimate episode. Yeah. Um, I liked episode nine a lot. It was fast. Mm-hmm. It was, it really, there was momentum. Mm-hmm. There were changes. There there was a lot of, th- these are the synths. And then it got into a weird conversation about the organics versus the inorganics. And I just thought about food immediately. It was really <laughs> Um, (laughs) as soon as they started calling themselves or referring to humans as the organics i'm just like really (laughs) you can't just call them humans really that's just you you have to push it not even homo sapiens i don't know (laughs) yeah well you know it's graduated from uh it's it's better than carbon-based units so You actually would have preferred that because, again, the food tie in there just drove me crazy. It made me laugh every time. Um, but but I really liked that. And I liked majority of the finale. I liked majority of it. A bit anticlimactic, though, with the space wars and then Will coming in to save the day. And- yeah, apparently they, uh, and you could probably, I, 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 once I, I read this after the fact, so apparently with the post-production, they didn't get the FX, visual effects done until like a week prior to the episode airing. It showed, it and showed, totally it showed. showed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that was actually, was, towards the end it got wonky, which sucks because, there is an image at the beginning of the finale where you have the cube crash landed on that planet and you have the you you see um Narek running in the distance and but really it's just this this image that I just felt like man you just freeze put that on a poster and give it to Will happy birthday like that's that's beautiful because it's the it's almost this perfect symmetry of reality and this universe that Star Trek is all combined into one image. I, it made me think of Krypton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a very good reach. Uh, uh, 
there because yeah, that was a very I I, I liked the the penultimate. I, I did like it better than the finale, which you know that's not this. It's interesting. That's that's very a very common thing I've been finding here lately. Where yeah. I I like the penultimate episode better because you know one of the things that in addition to the the space orchid, which was very visually stunning and very Star Trek, was the this the the, sacri- the logic of sacrifice. Mm, yep. And it's just a very, and I think for me as a Star Trek fan, it was very, very appealing and very, you know, it, 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 it's that through line that all the series has had. I mean, between the you know, original with Spock passing and being and his the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, and then all the way up through Enterprise and Discovery. There's always been that that sacrifice that. A character has to make and 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 we saw that with Picard and Penultimate because all of a sudden his the, the, his disorder resurfaced you know it was touched on before they left Earth and yeah. I was like you know it was like oh yeah it was you know it's definitely callback to to the finale of Next Generation uh, and then and then he, he you know when they get to the transwarp conduit and he you know, and he he has the the a sudden attack of it. You you realize it, it really crystallizes the sacrifice he's made to do this journey to bring Soji to uh, Kaparilis, to the to her homeworld. And that's and it really it wasn't until that moment that it really like I mean it's always been there, but it really was captured in that moment when he whenever he realizes that. You know, by doing this, I have set forth the inevitable. Yeah, yeah, and there, there's a, there's a trust that mm-hmm. he also touches on as well, where um, I did all of this because I believe in you, and and it's not that we're trying to take away her choice, which, which honestly, I thought what they also did was make Soji not appear as as someone who's easily swayed, but more as like, no, she, of course, coming from her who, who just figured out that what she really was and how, and then all of these different perceptions of what that means and how that her identity is completely annihilated with this revelation. Um, I think it, it does make sense with most of her actions and um, there was just a lot of convenience happening towards the end there, where I felt like between both episodes, there, there it felt very, um, to use their words, organic. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just got to a point where they're, the writers are just like, okay, so we have to wrap this up. Okay, let's let's do the thing where we crack open the sky and then conveniently it takes the monster like like just in the nick of time before releasing itself onto the into the galaxy it's suddenly the the hole is closed i don't know all all this weird stuff where i'm just like you guys couldn't have thought of and then they left they left a loose end that drove me crazy well actually there was two flaws that i Mm -hmm. saw Okay. The ones, and they both have to do with the same character, Narek. 
Okay. 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 Why was he released in the in the penultimate episode? So he was released by Sutra, as we learned later. Uh, right. To basically set in motion her you know, whenever she did the, the mind meld with, with Agnes at the very beginning, she saw the app she saw what Commander O had shared with her. Correct. And basically all basically that organic life and uh, you know whenever I saw that moment I couldn't help but think the Cylons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I understand that. Yeah. But so yeah. So, so so she she helps him kill this other this other uh clone. I'm I'm just gonna say synth, organic, whatever. Yeah. So so she kills this person and then that's what everyone is like yeah down with the organics down with organics exactly um why didn't she just kill narc because if she had killed narc then she wouldn't have been able to basically persuade the other synths because basically the synths are very like sheep and they listen to the strongest voice in the room exactly so i saw that he was killing her so i killed him yeah, so, but the thing is, so if, if she hadn't stayed, if she hadn't killed the other synth, then Picard would have, like, basically persuaded the of the synths in that moment when they were all, when they were in the courtyard there to, to basically listen to him and that, that synths and humans can coexist. She no, no, was, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the, one of the synths still has to die. I completely agree with that. Yeah. But she could. She does not need to then set Narek free. That was her mistake. Yeah. Well, I think Narek just has great game, like his sister said, and so you know, because she was very basic. She was very direct with him whenever he got if, back. If the- he has such great game, then why didn't he convince the writers to actually write him in and have an ending in the story? Because Narek disappears. Yeah. <laughs> And they don't tell us what happens to him or anything. It's kind of, it's really odd. And it really, what irritates me is that there is, there is a, there is a moment where Soji and Narek finally come face to face and it's all about lying and the deceit and everything. But there should be a follow-up, you know, after everything is resolved I, I was just waiting for that follow-up. Instead, everyone we were just shown everybody crying over Picard's so-called death, which actually didn't happen. It did happen. He died. He died, but okay, then okay. He, he, he yeah. was so, convenience. <laughs> yeah, it was convenience. But he, he, he did actually die. I mean he it was it was and I'll we'll pick, let's let's finish the NARC thing and then we can talk about Picard's quote unquote death. Oh, I'm I'm already I'm already I'm already done with the. You know it, Eric. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Well, I've made my case. People agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Eric. No, he. I, well, I'll just I'll just say that basically, Narek had to. He. The only thing I'll I'll, I'll I'll leave it alone after this is he needed to be freed so that he could like basically team up with Rafi and and Rios so that. They could all save the day, and then he gets left on this planet to be the villain in season two, you know, because his mission's not complete. But let's get, yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, he, that was definitely a loose end that, yeah, this, that needs to be resolved. But Picard's death. He is dead. He died. The golem, I thought, was actually, whenever they they introduced the golem in the, the penultimate, uh, at first I thought it was going to be for Maddox, um, possibly. Uh, but then they conveniently you know, use this MacGuffin as a way to kill Picard. And I think the, the important thing with Picard's death was it brings his story full circle because he was all of, he was partially sent himself as when you think about it, because he has an artificial heart. Uh-huh. He was abducted by the Borg. He still, he still has, you know, shadows of his time of Vlacutus in him. And I mean, once a Borg, always a Borg, I guess, because, you know, how easy it was for, for Seven to reorient re- with the with the collective in a couple episodes back. So it, it, it was really his story of, like, in the through line throughout the season that humans in a sense do need, can live and work together. So by his death and then, because, and then again placed in this golem, it basically brings Picard's life story full circle and and also gives him closure with data which i was discussing before how i just hated how they treated those two characters and and nemesis we we got we got picard's ending but also data's ending because i mean for the moment data was introduced to us in a counter at far point his whole thing was his quest to become more human and so i thought even though, yeah, I may have went up a minute or two longer than it should have, they did a phenomenal job of basically data fulfilling his his dream through Picard's death. Yeah, I I really like the data aspects of this whole death, but not really a death. And if you deny that one more time, well, this is going to be a short podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know he didn't really die, but it's also hard for me to say, like, well, yeah, this is the end of Picard's story. No, they're getting a season two, and right. he he's going to be a part of season two. So it's what really they allowed to happen is what you're talking about with the end of that other movie where where fans, there was no closure. And this offers a lot of closure. Yeah. It offers all of that baggage to to be to be done it's dead it is buried six feet under there is no copying of any molecular or molecule man yep man quarantine is not doing good things for my brain (laughs) (laughs) it happens it happens being in the eoc for three weeks does it too (laughs) so yeah. So, but so, so I agree. I like that. I like how they, um, they, they did a very circle ending too. Because as soon as he wakes up and he sees Data um, in the simulation, I, I immediately go back to the pilot and the first scene of the pilot, which was him a part of the simulation. Which also, by the way, there was some clear gladiator references. In this episode, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that 
but really also kind of because in Gladiator, okay, a callback and spoiler alert, Russell Crowe's character is constantly dreaming about returning home and he's in the fields and he's approaching and there's there's always a shot of him his hand going through and they did that with Picard. They did. But it's but this but I guess in Picard it was the painting. Well yeah, yeah, which led but the, the, yeah, the shooting I just immediately went to Gladiator as soon yeah, as I yeah. saw that initial shot of him walking and and I'd forgotten about the painting. Yeah, but the painting I was... liked I liked more that image of of Picard and Data playing chess or mm-hmm. checkers. Mm-hmm. I think it was chess. It was chess. It was chess. And yeah. and Picard wanting to stay playing the game, which, out of convenience, he gets to continue staying playing the game. <laughs> yeah, but he, but yeah, but see, that's the new thing. I guess that's the thing with Picard in his new journey because he he basically still, as as Soong said, he he basically puts, Picard, you know, instead of giving him the ideal body of a young man who can, you know, again live a full life for heck he could have like made him another given assumes how how big their egos are made another you know image of of himself mm-hmm. uh but you know again he 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 gave picard a second chance but the difference is picard has the benefit of all the wisdom of his his years all his successes and frailties how how i think this journey this 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 show really presented the 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 arrogance of Picard and the flaws of Picard. And I think in his, in his dying and getting that closure with data, he, he, he met his mortality. And oh, well, I think he was confronted with, with exactly your point, the arrogance that he, he felt like he needed to say he needed redemption mm-hmm. and data in that, which was my favorite moment and piece of dialogue in the probably in the entire season is when data just looks at him and is like um you just sacrificed yourself for soji and you're not apologetic so so how can you think the same of me and it's like people when you sacrifice you're making a purposeful choice Mm -hmm. it's your choice and you choose someone else's life over you there is nothing that that person who you are saving can can do to prevent it, and there's also there there's no resentment. Like, oh, I wish it, I wish because you're you're deliberate about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, and and I think that that really captures data, mm-hmm. and 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 again. And, and and they used his sacrifice and nemesis in in a way that helps drive Picard, provides that that closure for Picard in this season finale, where and and, and so he can go back and and really like you know again give given he's got that second chance he can really explore his life in a, in a, in a new way that's not tied to his, his prior life as captain of the enterprise or, or, or the Federation, because 
when we you know when we when we finish this series season they are all on la serena and they're yep. off to do some new adventure that's not tied to starfleet yep 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 they're they're rangers some would <laughs> argue yeah yeah they are they are yeah. to go after to go after, okay. after Narek since that that thread was left open <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so um it, it it did feel like a very much, and we've been alluding to this whenever we talk about the season, a lot of the season was spent forming the crew. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, um, oh, which Agnes. Yeah. Her whole, I the moment that she was like, I'm not their mother, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay. Will and I called it. There was yep. a maternal look when she first saw Soji. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and there was. And, it, right. and I, I really like what they, the, they did with the, her, the, her character because I think, arguably, out of all of them, she could have become the most cliche, mm-hmm. having been the mole, having been the human, the one, the naive character. But they really twisted it um, and made her very three dimensional. I think the biggest mistake with that character, though, is this weird thing with her and Rios. I yep. don't buy it. I, I do don't buy, not either. buy yeah. their chemistry. I, yeah, it definitely felt forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I did not buy it either way, you know, from the I mean, when they had the when she had the guilt hook up with him, you know, it was like okay, but then then they you know, if they had just left it there, I think it would have been okay. I would have been okay with it. But yeah. then they were they were they kept trying to foster this relationship between them and I mean hell I, I bought the Rafi and Seven holding hands more in than than Rios and and Agnes. And see that was out of left field for me too. And and here's why. A lot of times with these dynamics you actually have to show the characters on screen together. There has to be moments of connection. Yeah. And, and just going through the ship and people holding hands. I mean, you are right to an extent that, like, uh, over Rios and Agnes, I buy that more. more. Um, but with Rio and Agnes, it's like they would push them together when they needed something to do with both characters. Mm-hmm. And then purposely keep them apart. Because Rios spent the most time with Ralphie, Rafi. Yeah. Like... That was the most, and honestly, some of the looks that he was given, Soji, I was like, they're going yeah. to do that, love you. Yeah, they were going to do that. Well, at first I thought he was like, he was very leery of Soji, and then also when we realized that whenever Rios and, and, and Rafi had the story about Soji's cousin. Inorganic? <laughs> yeah, inorganic, yeah. What was, uh, I can't remember, I'm blanking on her name now, but uh, the... Who cares? She's dead. She's dead, yeah, but... Yeah, so I think that was you know they they tied that that thread together and 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 so I get where that was coming from. As far as Rafi, you you I think you um you wanted to say something that would make my point really wrong (laughs) (laughs) because he 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 when Soji when Rios gives Soji the food and she's like. How did you know? Like milkshake and and fries. There's a very um, fatherly aspect of that uh, yeah. 
character. <laughs> there was, there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Picard. Uh, yeah, Picard, Picard. But, but yeah, but you know, I'll, let me. I was just going to say about Rafi and, and and Seven. You know, it was the season, the show. I guess when they were in Free Cloud, when they had their moment uh, with the, uh, the the handcuffs and stuff. And, you know, they 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 did have some interaction and all. So. And of course, I used the unfortunate reference to handcuffs, but you know, oh but, man, this show is yeah. going downhill. It's going downhill. Yeah, but uh, I recognize. Well, that. it's it was a very Guardians of the Galaxy moment to it see was, the crew blast yeah. off next adventure. Yeah, it was. and I'm glad. I mean, despite all of my criticism, and I will still stand by my um, point about Narek and that whole. Um, like that big flaw that still bothers me and, and probably will up until the second season. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever that happens, because everything is postponed. But anyway. <laughs> I, know. I know. But so overall, no, I'm I it was a really despite my criticism of the finale, the finality connected itself back to the beginning and it did make the whole journey worth it, it in the end it did it did I, I i completely agree with you there i mean it, i as i said I, I did like the penultimate better uh felt that there there were times that the finale did sort of drag a bit but um overall it you know it, we 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 did get to see Riker again so you know to your point about fan service there they they had the fan service they definitely made nice with the fans with giving that data a, a proper send-off and enclosing that journey of his that started way back in 1987 with the encounter at Farpoint. And, yeah, I, I, I would have been, you know, if they had only had one season, I would have been happy with that. But I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think there is a lot of potential for a second season. Uh, especially given that Pop Picard is now in that column and and he doesn't have to worry about the neurological disease. So, you know, the sky's the limit as far as where they can go with, with this new journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking about journeys and delayed shows, there was an episode of Batwoman and Supergirl that aired last week. Uh, what did you think about Alex's grief over her father's death? Um, it felt like they were using that as a moment to write Dean Kane away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've thought about the episode. I yeah. will say, initial reaction, I liked it. I, I liked too. the episode overall. I am, I'm used to premises like that where um y- you um you get stuck and um i i like how the there there was one moment where you felt like alex got out of the uh simulation only to realize that she was still stuck in it yeah. so i thought that was a good editing choice mm-hmm. and um overall i liked it i can't remember a majority of it but i i, I start i tried to watch i tried to rewatch most of it today and i got i got through a good chunk of it because it had been it has been you know, it's been a week now and and um and so i did really enjoy it i 
you know, the one thing that really stood out to me was how underutilized they 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 have been of Shyler Lee. Yeah. I mean, she because they she clearly I mean she carried hour because I think as far as in real life production was wise I think Melissa was prepping to direct the next episode whenever it airs. So they, you know, use this as an opportunity to showcase Alex. But I mean, Alex is, you know, we saw this with in, in season season four when uh, she had whenever they wiped her memory so that she wouldn't give away Kara's identity to uh, the director, the yeah. new director of D D E O. I know you. About. Yeah, the new director of the DEO and Yeah, see, you're you've gone down a season four path that we're yeah. never gonna get out of. So yes, when they wiped her memory in season four, she they she showed off her acting skills. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Thanks for rescuing me there, Al. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, but I mean she did that again in this episode and I you know, ever since we got teased with whenever she posted on her Instagram, uh the her in the in the supergirl in her version of the Supergirl costume, uh, you know, I've been looking forward to this episode, and I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that they will, uh, if they if the story gives them a chance to to go and do the VR uh, simulations in the future, where Alex just needs to like stress relief and she becomes Supergirl again. I hope they can do it because it was a lot of fun and and, and seeing her take on Hank Henshaw. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the episode, and it's it's been it's been a few weeks of where I can say I've been, from start to finish I've enjoyed a Supergirl episode. Yeah, and then meanwhile, um, Batwoman, Batwoman, you know, I was I think I got too hyped up for this episode, and and overall, um, I thought it was I thought it was good. I've seen worse worse episodes of Batwoman. And and I appreciate the team up um, of Alice and Kate to get Mouse out. And then what really made this episode work? And if they have to take a break, they chose they oddly enough found the perfect episode and cliffhanger to leave it on, because in the end, it's Alice isn't the one making um, pulling any tricks or mm-hmm. saying any lies. It's all Kate. Mm-hmm. Kate ultimately she, she brings she allows Alice and Mouse to reunite but the joke is on Alice because she is now also locked up in yep. Arkham Asylum Yeah, and I thought that was done beautifully overall. it was it was I, yeah I mean it was this I actually I, I really enjoyed this week's this past week's episode um, it we did get the, the, the team up, and it, it to me it lived up to how what we've seen of how well Ruby Rose and, and Rachel Scarson plays off each other, yeah. and 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 so and, and now instead of them have you know being adversarial, they are having to work together to, to save Mouse and save all these people from Arkham because he's under scare you know he's under the, the fear drug from. Uh, Scarecrows, and it, it this is just those little fun moments that they had. Like for example, the ones that stick out to me, or the two that stick out to me, are one when Alice was starting to size up Kate to to see if they were like the same size, because you know, and and then the other was when they were in the nurse's uh, living room, and 
and the with the you know with the with the knife and doing the switchblade and doing the tricks and stuff and you know it's just the, the banter between the two of them and like you know the one up who can one up the other person you know those two moments stick out to me as well as just the very beginning of the episode when Alice thinks she has the goods on both uh, right. on both her father and and Kate with the murder of of Mouse's dad. So, you know, those 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 are the things that like really work well in this episode. And the other thing that they did super well to me this week was having a very solid B story with Luke. Yes. Yes. I I agree. You know, Kate Kate and Alice actually got to be sisters in this mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. which we don't get a lot of. And and it allows you to really understand the complexity of that relationship i mean now both kate has betrayed her sister and locked her up and also a few episodes ago kate also betrayed her sister and tried to kill her essentially yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, multiple times so, yeah it's yeah, like so this isn't all about alice um yeah. which i think with alice Originally, we were very fearful it would become a caricature and like, oh, the sister who is growing crazy and all this. But they've really allowed it to. Kate has done some, made some missteps, arguably. Yeah. Um, but it's also very logical. It makes sense. I yeah. mean, as much as you love her, she's also a deranged lunatic. So. Yeah, she is, and 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 that really, they've really set that up very very well mm-hmm. and, and and use it alice as a foil to bring those flaws in kate out that she, and and i'm glad they had the narr- and one thing i've been missing is her her narration and her diary to bruce mm-hmm. and and they brought that back this week yeah and 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 so you know so again she she's realizing that uh there there there's some lines that she thought you know, there's some lines that she has crossed that Bruce never did, and again, it, you know, it really distinguishes the two of the characters without it being, you know, without how it was in the very few ep- the first few episodes where it was just like Bruce this and Batman that and Batman that. Now it's just sort of like it, it's just organically flows in the story how, you know, she's crossed the line Bruce hasn't crossed, which is she, you know, even though it was even though she wasn't in the Bat costume when she did it, she still has murdered someone. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, and and then like I said with uh, with the Luke and and story with you know carrying forward the time that uh, Jacob was in in prison and found out that Lucius was um, who the, Lucius's murderer was 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 not uh, the, the guy they thought it was and and Luke having to sit in the courtroom and and, and also I, I like the way that uh, Luke and Mary. Mary have really, you know, they've, they've, they've really built them as a good pairing in the show, and it's been a very natural way they've done it uh, without, you know, I'm sure people are already shipping them, but... Uh, but oh, I called that episodes ago. Yeah, episodes you did. Ago. I called that last fall. You called, you did. You totally did. And, uh, and you've been proven correct once again. And so... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, to your point, in this episode... Again, it was organic mm-hmm. when Mary comes and she's like, I just lost my mother. So, yeah, I know how this feels. And arguably, Mary has now encountered her mother's mur- murderer a few times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. 
So, so she, she identifies with that. Um, the thing about Mary though, is they're really leaving open this. She, she's on the in part of the inner circle, but not really with, with Luke and, and Kate. And I'm sure that if Luke and her do end up having, getting, involved in any sort of relationship they might fall into a trope of you realize you've been withholding the secret and keeping like in your lying to me and I know you are um so but um yeah it was a solid B storyline which we've covered so many of these shows that we know episodes will either be really good and really well-rounded or really bad if that B storyline is a uh, I am um, not working. The, the last point I'll make about Batwoman is uh, just a, we we did see the uh, Julia Pennyworth back and mm-hmm. and we thought you know if I recall in the series you know they they set it up where uh, she was you know she encountered Sophie and and I thought that they had set it up where Sophie thought Julia was was Batwoman not not Kate and so they they worked it in at the end there where I thought they were going to like take Kate Sophie and Pennyworth in, in some relationship direction but they actually ended up having Pennyworth and, and Kate kiss also if they if if Julia ever does kiss Sophie um, and then Sophie automatically thinks, oh, that's Batwoman. I call Big Flaw because she has now kissed Kate multiple times while in the Batwoman suit and therefore should realize it's Kate. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, which was kind of like, yeah, yeah. So they got, at some point, they'll have to, I mean, I'm sure they will you know, have Sophie realize that Kate is is Batwoman, but, um, but yeah, that was just one of those moments in the episode. I was just like, okay, it was a sea story and it, you know, it, 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 it didn't detract from the overall episode. Like we've seen in other Arrowverse shows, but, um, that they, they're building this world and, and continue to bring back the characters, you know, in a reasonable time that we don't forget about them. Unlike Jeremiah, who, you know, we hadn't seen since what season two of Supergirl. So, Oh, I see. I forgot who Jeremiah was again. Yeah, see, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Will, you have thrown out so many things to me. <laughs> who Jeremiah is. All right. So clearly that is it for us tonight. Um, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Sane and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, Geek Out. You're welcome. <laughs>